Ezekiel chapter 22 and verse number 30. The Bible tells us, And I sought for a man among them. I sought for a man among them. That should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. But I found none. I sought for a man, God said, and I found none. Amen. I want us to lay our Bibles down. I want us to ask God to speak to our hearts tonight. Pray for me that I could say exactly what God wants me to say. Amen. But that it would come across clearly tonight. Lord, we love you. God, we thank you for your goodness in this house tonight. God, I'm asking Jesus that you would allow the Holy Ghost to minister in this place. God, dispatch your angels into this sanctuary tonight, God. I pray somehow, Lord, that somebody in this sanctuary and anyone under the sound of my voice, God, would be able to hear the call of the Spirit today and that we could, we could respond according, God, to that Spirit. Jesus, I'm asking that you would give me strength today. I'm asking that you would anoint these lips of clay that I could say things, Lord, that only you want said. God, anoint our ears that we could hear what it is that you have to say. Lord, we thank you for it, Jesus. Can we give him a hand clap of praise here tonight? Jesus. Praise God. You can be seated this evening. Amen. Uh, I told Brother Blue and Sister Rini that on the way here that the message that I felt this evening was one that I, as I was going through my notes, felt like I've preached recently, but I haven't been able to find that message. Whether or not I did preach it, I'm not sure. But I do know this, this is what I feel tonight. So if you heard this just recently, just bear with me for a little while. Amen. I don't know if I'm going to get excited or if I'm just going to talk to you from my heart tonight. Amen. But just ride with me for a little while. Amen. I do feel the call of the Holy Ghost this evening. I do feel that God wants to speak to our hearts tonight. Amen. This is this vein of what I'm feeling today really started late Sunday evening and uh, Monday evening before I went to the Howells home, spend time with them. God moved into my bedroom and I got to spend some time with him there and uh, he worked on me all night Monday night. In fact, I didn't sleep hardly at all Monday night. Anyway, it's not a I'm not trying to get you to feel sorry for me. All I can try to do is I'm trying to help you understand I feel like God is reaching for us as his people right here and right now. And I think and I hope that you have heard me say this enough that when God begins to move, we need to be willing and ready to respond to the moving of that spirit. And we need to be able to say, yes, God. Even if we don't know the end from the beginning, that's okay. Abraham didn't know where he was going to end up, but God said, just trust me. 
Amen. Job sure didn't know that God was going to give him everything back. He didn't know that. But he stood on the ground that, hey, I know God's going to take care of me. He said, I might not be able to find him anywhere, but I do know that God knows the way that I take. And I need God today. And I want to walk with God today. And I do believe that every one of you under the sound of my voice tonight, you have that same desire. Amen. Whatever the case may be and wherever you may be at in your life today, God is reaching for you right where you're at tonight. Amen. In fact, you know, Sunday, they were after everybody cleaned up and everyone left, they were playing a song here and it talked about how that God chases after us. And, and uh, there's another song. I love the, the King of Glory song, but the bridge on that one talks about how that God is running after us. But you've got to understand, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to swat in any of these songs, but you've got to understand there has to be one thing that has to happen before God will make any move toward us. And that is, I've got to first take that first step. There's only a couple of times that I have seen in the scripture. The Bible say that God was seeking after man. This here, it didn't say, hey, I'm seeking after him. I'm not going after him. I'm not pursuing him. I'm not, I'm not trying to wrangle him in and pull him into my to my desire, he said, but I am looking for a man among my people. You've got to understand, he wasn't just looking for a man in any group of people. He was looking for a man in the midst of the Israelites, his children, those he had brought out of Egypt, those he had saved from the bondage of the Egyptians, those he had set, brought into Canaan land, and uh, these are the people that he was looking in. And he said, I'm looking for a man in particular in this group. Can I put it this way? In the church today, God is looking for men and women today. He's looking for those who will stand in the gap. He's looking for those who will... That, that God can reach down and, and, and move on our hearts in such a way that he knows that when he moves on us in the middle of the night, when we can't sleep, uh, and when we can't get around, uh, that we're going to get up and we're going to act upon what he's trying to get us to do, and that is to spend time with him. Sometimes even God is working on our hearts uh, to seek after him, uh, amen, in the, in the midnight hours, amen, and he will, he will put on you a desire to just, to just to pray. And I've been there sometimes where when I do actually get on my knees or if I do go to a chair, sit down and begin to talk to God, it doesn't take long for me to find the vein of the Holy Ghost because when God's saying, hey, won't you come on, you don't have far to go to get to Him. Amen. Praise God. But the, He can only do that if you are consistently drawing closer to Him. He can't be very close if you're, if you're pushing Him off three or four days away. Does that make sense today? I've got to have that opportunity that when I call on his name, I know he's going to hear me. The Bible says, if you ask anything in, in my name, 
My Father shall give it to you. He said these things. But you also got to understand, those who seek after him, he abides with them. Or maybe I said that a little bit backwards. You are actually abiding with him. Enoch, if you go into the word of God and you begin to read about Enoch in the beginning of the scriptures, many of you, if you've just begun reading your Bible through this year, in fact, I just want to put a small plug in there just to say, hey, there will be, I'm planning on rewarding those of you that make it through your Bible this year, and uh, if you make it through four or five times, maybe it'll have to be four or five times the, the, the no, I'm just kidding, because we're not doing it for, for a prize, we're not doing it for reward, what I'm doing it for is so that I can learn more about him. That's what I'm here for, that's what I need. I've got to be good. But I'm, I just want you to understand. You've got to understand, you've got to understand why does just reading through the Bible, why is that beneficial? It's simply this. The more you do something, the more familiar you get with it. For me, as a young child, I remember the times where my mom would come in the bathroom after I had gotten dressed and showered and fixed my hair. And you know what she would do? She'd go look and all of a sudden she'd see, hey, there's a dry washcloth still on the edge of the thing. I was pretty young, guys, okay? Got to remember. I, I, but I remember this instance. We were at the house in Gladstone, the house that caught fire. I talked about several weeks ago. But as I was there. Can you believe that? I washed my hair, and I didn't wash the rest of it. I don't know why I didn't, but I do know this much. When I get in the shower, I have my regular ritual that I do, right? I, I start, and I do, I, I wash my hair, and then I wash my body, and then whatever, right? And I, I don't know. All I can say is there are other things in your life. Before long, you get in the shower, you don't think about what you got to do, you just do what you got to do. You're familiar with that, right? But as a young child, I didn't have that. And there were times my mom would make me get back in. And sometimes studying the Word of God is just like that. You read through it and you're like, man, that's really foreign. I don't really understand a lot what's in that book. And then you read again the next time. And you're like, oh, that's what that was saying. And then you read through it again and you're like, and because that happened, this all transpired. And the more that you get into the Word of God, the more familiar you become with the pages that are there. It ought to be just like what Psalm 119 tells us about. Your Word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. It's what guides my every step. 
Think about walking out on the pathways tonight out there at my house. You walk through the little pathways we got in the backyard and walking through the trees. Man, it'd be a little bit tough just walking through there without a light. But you know what? I'm going to have something that's going to light my pathway in front of me. And I'm going to keep on walking in the light that I have. And guess what? When you get the Holy Ghost, the Bible tells me that he is going to lead you and to guide you into all truth. So if you get the real Holy Ghost, there's going to be something on the inside of you that says, hey, I need to know more about this God that lives on the inside of me. And how else am I going to know except for read the letters that he gave me? Give me the Bible. I think it's important to read things. But you ought not put other things before the word of God. You with me tonight? We said it the other day. In fact, I'm not even exactly where I want to be. I'm a little far away from the trail today. But... um, my wife told me about a situation. My son, I think it was yesterday, was in, we're doing a Christian school through Rebecca. Now, they don't believe all the truth. And they, they, there's a certain area where they begin talking about different doctrines. And, there's, and you guys have heard me say this. False doctrine begets false doctrine. And they say some weird things. I don't even know what it was that he came across the other day, but instantly in his mind, he looked at my wife and said, hey, that's not right, Mom. That's not what the Bible says. You remember how many of you guys were here when I taught on um, what the importance of consistently handling the real stuff? We talked about it at length. You know how he was able to realize what the false was? Because he's been inundated and he's been in contact with the real stuff on a regular basis. That when he heard something that was just a small, maybe even a little bit off, he was able to say, hey, guess what? That's not right. I was proud of that, right? But at the end of the day, that's why we need to be familiar with the pages of this word. You can be like Brother Tuffy was one night. Right after Brother Darren got healed, amen, we've been talking about how God can heal. And this guy said, hey, God's not in a healing mood right now. He said, I went over and I shut the radio off because I don't want to hear that stuff because that's false. That's not what God's doing. God, God's not done healing people. God's not done changing people. God's not done setting people free. And so if anybody says otherwise, man, we would be a miserable bunch of people if God was done doing all of that stuff. But God is in our midst and God is doing these things right here and right now. Amen. God is seeking after people who are willing to stand in the gap. He is looking for people that should make up a hedge uh, a protection around those that are seeking after him. Amen. It's important that those of us that get the victory, does it mean that your life is perfect? Absolutely not. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is, hey, you may be a little bit further from somebody else 
God needs you to stand in the gap for those that haven't made it thus far. Amen. And and eventually what's going to happen, you're going to be closing a gap for them the rest of their life. And they're going to be closing a gap for somebody else the rest of their life. And and so on and so forth. That's why we need one another. Amen. That's why we come together into the house of God. So that we can worship together and we can stand in the gap together. Amen. And we can reach out to God and say, hey, here I am, Lord. I'm seeking after you today. Man, I, I, I do remember the message that I did preach a few, maybe a couple of months ago. I talked about how that God sent the angel and he said, I want you to mark them that sigh and that cry in Israel. And everybody else, I want you to slay them because we need people who are willing to be intercessors. We need people who are willing to stand in the gap. Amen. God needs folks that are willing to stand in the hedge and that are willing to say, hey, I don't care how much I have to pray for these people. I'm going to do it because they need to be set free. Amen. That's how this community is going to be set free is there's going to be some people praying for this community. You're standing in the gap for this community. You want to see your family saved? You need to stand in the gap for your family. You need to, you need to build a hedge around that family. And guess what's going to happen? As you begin to build that hedge, you're going to start seeing other family members begin to take notice. Hey, something's different in my life. And that's because you've put a wall of Holy Ghost around them. Can I say it that way? Amen. You're, you're encompassing your family with prayer. You're encompassing your friends with prayer. You're encompassing this community with prayer. That is who God is looking for. I'm just cutting to the chase so you understand where I'm going tonight. I want you to understand God needs a people who are not ashamed to spend some extra time not seeking after God and what he needs to do in my life, but God help me to get such a burden for those that need help help in this world. Amen. Sister Rini, you're here today because somebody was praying for you. Brother Tuffy, you're here today because somebody was praying for you. Amen. Sister Cecilia, you're here today. Amen. They may not have known you. I don't know who it would have been. but And you may not either. I don't know, but I can tell you this. Somebody said some prayers for Sister Cecilia Mendez. Amen. Brother Mendez. Amen. And Brother Blue, I can go through all of us. Brother Donnie, somebody was praying for you. Amen. Somebody is today praying for you. I can promise you this much. Until the day that I die, I'm going to do my best to fill in the gap. I'm going to do my best to be that hedge. Amen. Around those. Amen. That come into my life. Why? Because I want God to use you in a mighty, mighty, mighty way. Amen. God wants to do these things. Hallelujah. Amen. Anybody believe what I'm talking about tonight? Hallelujah. God, God has chosen to use human instruments to do his work. He knew, you've heard me say this, he knew 
that the only way that he was going to be able to be effective in this world was not to walk around the world as a single man. He did that for three and a half years. He walked this earth with, with 12 disciples. He was teaching them. He was raising them up. Uh, amen. He was putting a hedge around them. He was standing in the gap for them. In fact, you, you, you understand, he went to Peter one time and he said, Hey, you know what, Peter, everything's going to be all right. Don't fear. You know why? He said, Because I have prayed for you that your faith fail thee not. Now that's amazing. And everything that God did. You know, I used to just read smack over that whole passage of Scripture. But it made me realize Jesus wanted his followers to know, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm standing in the gap for you. When I was in the Garden of Eden, I was sweating great drops of blood because of you. I did it because of you. And he was setting an example for you and I to follow. You say, I'm not Jesus. No, I'm not either. Not even close, but I can know this much. Everything that Jesus did in the scriptures, everything that was depicted about Jesus was put there as an example for you and for me to follow. That's what being a Christian means. I am going to be like Christ. I want to be like Christ. And if I'm going to be like Christ, I'm going to have to stand in the gap for some folks. I'm going to have to start saying some prayers for some folks. I've done this before. It's been a long time, I think, since I've done this. But I want to do something tonight. Before we leave this place, I'm, I'm issuing a challenge to everybody here today. And that is... In the next couple of weeks, the next two weeks, I want you to focus on one thing. One thing. I know you have needs, but I'm asking you, unless something absolute dire comes up in your life, can you spend the next two weeks from this Wednesday to next Wednesday to the next Wednesday the next Wednesday, I'm going to be in church with you guys. And I'm going to be doing this too. I'm going to be praying for souls that I have met in this community. I'm not going to be asking God to make, me, make sure that I, I, I pay my bills. I'm not, going to make sure, I'm not going to ask God to make sure I got food on the table. I'm not going to ask God to make sure that my needs are met. All I'm going to do for the next two weeks is I'm going to pray for this community. Will anybody else join me in that, in that endeavor? For the next two weeks. We're going to pray only for people we know that, that you know already God's been working in their lives. Amen. I want, you to, I want you to take notice of what God begins to do. It may not be that individual, Sister Rini, that you begin to pray for for the next couple of weeks, but God will take your act of faith in praying for that individual, and he'll raise somebody else up that he knows is ready and willing to change. That's how God does it. Kind of like when you go out door knocking. If you've ever gone door knocking, if you've never gone door knocking, we're going to have a chance later this year. Amen. When the weather gets a little better, we're going to go through these towns. We're going to door knock, and we're going to try to, uh, we're going to, try to ramp up 
Sunday school. Amen. We're going to try to ramp up church attendance going doing those types of efforts. Amen. But I want you to understand, sometimes you can talk to 20, 30, 40, 50 people on a Saturday and not one of those people show up. But one, God brings somebody from a completely different town. I've seen it happen. There was a couple that came in with a balloon. Well, not with the balloon, but they said, hey, I, I found this balloon in my yard. I asked them, did you go to Blast in the Park? They said, no. They woke up one morning, and the balloon was in their yard with our church card on it. Let me tell you something. We may not have seen one person that we met that night in these doors. But God used those efforts that we put in to that situation, and he reached out to another couple. And he said, hey, I think you need to go. I'm giving you a sign. You need to go to that church. And I'm believing God that he's going to bring them back another time. I believe God God wouldn't send somebody here like that. God wouldn't orchestrate something like that if he didn't have a plan for their life. Amen. And maybe there's some other things going on in their life. Amen. I can tell you this. I didn't pray for them as much as I should have after they came. And what I'm trying to help you understand, God is seeking after. I'm still, I'm still on topic today. I'm talking about the one that God is seeking, and he is seeking somebody to stand in the gap for those who are lost and those who are seeking the truth for their own life. Can I get an amen? Praise God. Amen. I thank God that somebody was praying for this community. I thank God that somebody was praying for me. I thank God that somebody was praying for my grandpa. You know why? Because my grandpa wasn't a preacher all of his life. And he had to come to himself. But somebody was surrounding him in prayer, Brother Mendez. Somebody was doing it. Whether they were calling his name exactly or maybe they were just praying for certain families or maybe they were just praying for a community. You can pray, God, you know my neighbors. I've only met two or three of them. But I can tell you this much. I want to meet more of them. And I want to give, I want to have another opportunity to reach out to them. But guess what? It doesn't stop me from praying for them. I may not know their names. But God, help them. God, I, I just, I'm, I'm the weird one. I say, God, you know who lives in this house over here. And you know what's going on in that home. And God, and I describe the home to him. Just because I believe that God, God looks. God is looking for specific prayers. Specific prayers are the prayers that get answered, folks. Prayers in generality. Look, I'm, I'm okay to pray in general. But I believe that when God gets a hold of me, and he gets me, and I get to praying in the Holy Ghost like the Scripture tells me, and God gets to talking through me, I believe God's doing some work there. And God's not just being general when he's talking through me. I believe God's beginning, he, he begins to speak to specific situations. Amen. Uh, there's, I don't know how many of you have ever heard of uh, Sister Nona Freeman. She was, she was, uh, she was uh, 
a missionary for quite some time, and she she was actually on a boat heading to, I believe it was the land of Africa. Don't know where at she was headed there, but she had just had a baby. I think the baby was six or eight months, maybe nine months old, if I remember reading the book right. Amen. And, and, and Sister Freeman said, hey, um, she, got, she got word a couple of weeks later. Look, you got to understand, this is many years ago, right? They didn't have email where she was going. She was corresponding by letter. And she got a letter a couple of weeks after she landed there where she was going. And uh, she got a letter said, hey, Sister Freeman, on such and such a date, at such and such a time in my area, I, I felt prompted by the Holy Ghost to get out of bed and to start praying for your baby. And they said, I prayed for your baby for three or four hours that night. Just crying out to God, God, you know what's going on with this baby. You know what's happening with this baby. And Sister Freeman got back to them and said, you got to understand what's going on, what happened. My baby was sick. My baby's temperature was crazy high. My baby's temperature, I, I don't know exactly what the baby had wrong with it. But there was no doctor on that boat. It's not, she wasn't on a cruise ship, folks. She had chartered some kind of ship, probably a merchant ship, going from point A to point B. And they allowed her to stay in some quarters there. And my, my, what, what she wrote back was, my baby was sick. She, he had a high fever. And at certain time of the night, at this very moment, the very moment that they wrote in their letter saying, I was awake praying for Sister Freeman's baby. Sister Freeman wrote him back and said, I want to say thank you for obeying the Holy Ghost. Because in that moment, God reached down on that ship and healed that little baby. But somebody had to have been obedient to the Holy Ghost and get out of bed and say, all right, God, here I am. I know maybe I'll be physically tired in the morning, but God, you have need of me tonight. And here I am. I want to reach out. I can promise you, this, what I'm talking about tonight, is the rest. I've done these things before, folks. I'm not talking about some mythical situation that I've never experienced. But I can tell you this much. When I woke up the next morning, I felt just fine. I wasn't exhausted. It was better than any coffee I've ever had in my life. It took care of me. God will help you if you will surrender and answer when he calls seeking after you. I don't want God to say, hey, in Lynn County, I looked. I put a church there. I, I, I reached down there. I've, I've changed some lives. I'm about done this evening. I've changed some lives right there in Lynn County, the southern border of Miami County. And I've, I've been working in some folks' lives. And he said, I've, I've been reaching down, and I've been trying to find one of them to stand in the gap. 
and to build a hedge. Brothers and sisters, tonight, I'm begging you, don't let God walk away from this place empty. I pray God finds what he's looking for in this church and in your life. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not just trying to beat a, a dead horse right now, but I want you to understand something tonight. God is reaching into our midst and he's looking for somebody that is willing to put themselves aside for just a little while and reach out to him and stand in the gap for this community right here and right now. And I believe that if you'll answer that call tonight, I don't know what God's going to do, but I know what I feel in my heart tonight, guys. I don't know if you can feel what I'm trying to get across today. I'm telling you, God's shaking me the last few days. And I, I said, God, here I am. But we need more than just me as the pastor. I, God put us as a church body together. I need the help of the saints. God's seeking in our midst. He's looking for a man or a woman who will say, here I am, God. I'll stand in the gap. I'll be the one. Here I am, God. Send me. Let me be that vessel that's willing to stand in the gap. I don't want to see, I don't want it to go by later that we, we hear from God. And God said, I looked, but I found none. Come on, church. I pray you hear what I'm saying tonight. I pray that you can hear the passion in my voice. The urgency in my heart that says, hey, God is looking for us to consecrate ourselves and give ourselves wholeheartedly to him and stand in the gap for those that need to be changed, for those that are seeking for something that's real and that's lasting that you have found. But are you willing to stand in the gap for them? Are you willing to pray? Are you willing to reach out? Are you willing to work in the kingdom right here and right now? Amen. If you are, I'm asking you somehow, can you let God know? Can you respond to the call of the Holy Ghost? Amen. Can you either you can you come around the front and let's pray together and say, hey, God, here I am. I'll stand in the gap. Amen. You can find a help in me. God, I want you to use me today. God, I want to be used of the Holy Ghost.